Well, I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Going Beyond the Scale. I am very excited to have Robert Richardson II um, with us here today. He's been a very patient man. We've had a few chats behind the scenes here, um, and I'm really excited because Robert's got a great story, a great example of what's possible for any and all of us. So um, first and foremost, Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me on here. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you and uh, to share, share some experiences and just have fun. That's great. That's great. So I think, you know, obviously um, anyone that's watched the show, they really got to know you and your personality um, from the show and from the finale and all that. And anybody that's been following you, um, one of the things I think is really inspiring is how you not only transformed yourself in the short amount of time you were there, but you did while you were at home, mm -hmm. a big deal. And more importantly, what you've been doing since the show has been over. And that's really, that's really, as you know, the challenge, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, for the people that don't know kind of your backstory, um, I think it'd just be helpful. Obviously, you were challenged with your weight and your well-being and so I, I really would like you to kind of just share a little bit about your backstory and what even got you to even consider being on Biggest Loser. What was that all about? Um, my, my backstory. So my first journey uh, of getting back on track with my health, uh, I lost a total of 185 pounds. Mm -hmm. I was getting ready for tryouts with the, the Canadian Football League uh, I was trying to get back into college football, even college football, but I was like, okay, I played college football for two years or almost three years, so let me go ahead and, and give CFL a shot um, and see if I can still do it. And I left college initially because my dad uh, went to a diabetic coma, so I wanted to come mm -hmm. home and I wanted to help out with my mom and, and help him get back on his feet. And so this is like, a, a, I guess you call it a road to redemption kind of thing, mm -hmm. getting myself back into it. Um, and it didn't work out. Um, after four knee surgeries, I just could not perform the same way I used to perform um, in high school and begin to college. And so um, I just kind of just, I accepted it, but I accepted it in a way where it put me in a pit of, of depression. And you, you know, a lot of people, you'll never see depression or, um, or failure on them. You'll see something else like, oh, he, he's doing good. He's doing awesome. He's joking, having fun. But behind that, there's, there's so much pain and open wounds that, that you won't see. And I was dealing with that. And my way of coping with that is just enjoying food um, and just powerlifting. So I love powerlifting because it's a way to get my intensity out versus putting a helmet on. Mm -hmm. um, and so I powerlift, eat, powerlift, eat. And eating was up and down. I tried every diet. I tried keto, Atkins, paleo, you name it, vegan. I tried everything. Mm -hmm. um, and it was one night and more than one day in, in the room in my office and I was sitting there like, man, like I'm tired of this. Like I'm tired of wearing five XL, six XL. I'm tired of heavy breathing, I'm tired of going to the hospital because my blood pressure. I'm just, I'm just sick of it. And I went on my social media platform just to see uh, what's going on with the fitness world. And long behold, the biggest loser was coming back and it was looking for uh, uh, people to, to, for casting. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, ah, what, what, what the heck, you know, I'll, I'll apply. And uh, I, I did a two-minute video just giving my story and why I should be on The Biggest Loser. And believe it or not, the next day, literally the next day at 1, 1 p.m. in the afternoon, I got a phone call. Um, and ever since then, it was like, they were on me. I, they would not let me say no or change my mind. 
Um, and they treated me so good that it, it was a true blessing to be on the show. And I just needed something to get me back into that mode of, of athlete again um, because I was so hurt and beaten um, by not making it to the CFL and having coach. Uh, it, it just took that. It took the real me out. And mm -hmm. so now that I'm able, I was able to find that guy again who enjoys fitness, but I, now I want to take it to a, another level. So all, overall, the reason why I applied for the biggest loser, because I wanted to get that guy back again. I wanted that feeling like it was that itch, you know, I wanted that athlete back, you know, so I was able to get myself back. You know, it's funny, the uh, post Biggest Loser, I've had a chance to sit down and be in a lot of the auditions at the table and you get, you know, you know, it might be different how you have done an audition, but it's interesting because you get to see different kinds of people and their story and their commitment and what the possibility was. And I can definitely see from how you were on the show, why they got on you right away. I mean, there's certain people that just have something that's there. And also the fact that we'll get into this a little bit about the, the backstory also with your family and some of the challenges with your dad um, and his health and well-being. Yes. Um, and then also what you're doing with you and your wife working together and your little guy that's three years old. I mean, you've got that story of a, you know, of a dad that has a lot of people love you, care about you, and it sounds like what's happened for a lot of us, you weren't really taking care of, you were taking care of probably everybody else and probably not taking care of yourself. Correct, yeah, I, 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 I and, and that's, that's a trend when it comes to being a lot of fathers. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we look at just, you know, is the wife okay? Is our kids okay? Right. Um, everybody else, and, and, then, and then, you know, when he goes to the doctor, the doctor has a chart, and you think he's looking at two things, you know, he's going down a list of 20, like, Hey Ray, man, you got this, you got this, you got this. And like, wait a minute, huh? Yeah. Me like, what do you mean I have this? What? what, what? He's like, yeah, you, you, it's pretty bad, dude. What's going on? And you're like, well, I, I guess I'm not paying attention to myself. And that's what, that's what happened to me. I, I just forgot. I forgot about Rob, you know, I just forgot about myself. And so, yeah. So, yeah. We'll get into that in a minute, but the audition for Biggest Loser Season 2 through USA Network is going on right now. And I do know that there's a lot of people that are, um, you know, probably reaching out to you or will ask you any suggestions. And, and so I was just curious. You did share. I mean, they, they got on you right away. But, I mean, is there anything you can also share with people right now if they're auditioning that you think might really help them or just be considered? Um, the biggest thing I can tell you is... Don't fake anything. Um, don't mm -hmm. try to act. Okay, mm -hmm. just be you. You know, if you're goofy, if you if you love cartoons, Marvel movies, if you like to whatever you like to do, just they want to know who are you. Who are you? You know, if I was a fly on the wall, would you act the same way you act if I was a fly on the wall on camera? Like, no acting. We want to know why we should pick you. How are you going to impact people? by looking at your story right now. But just pretend that the, no one's talking to you or interviewing you, just be you. Mm -hmm. um, and that's who I was, I was me. I was the joyful guy, I was the energetic giant. Um, and I showed my leadership and my intensity. I'm very competitive and so they knew that right after that. Uh, and so just being, just being yourself is the best thing you can do. Don't try to put a show or anything on, just be yourself. But the thing that, that you know, kind of broke my heart. And I think it happened for a lot of people that are watching the show was the fact that, you know, you were, um, people really loved what you were about and you were the very first person to go home. 
which mm-hmm. um, is not easy to say the least. It's a big deal to make it to get on the show, as you know. Tons of people audition. It's not easy to get there. From what you said from your football career, here you tried and tried and tried, and then it didn't happen. Here you went and did something else. Um, what was it like for you? I mean, literally, the reality when that happened, and then you went home. Now, you knew there was still a day of reckoning with the finale. I mean, so you being competitive, you, you understood that. But share with people what that was like for you to be that person. And literally, you were home, and you're not there. And then you're watching other people be there. Like, what was that like for you? That was so tough for me. Um, not in a way that I was like, oh, okay, I'm going home. Here we go again. But it, it gave me that feeling again as I was trying out for uh, the, the football team. And I, you, and you think that you did so. You did, you think you did everything you did right. Everything you did during that time, you're like, okay, I just know where I'm going home. I worked too hard. I mean, I did everything I was supposed to do, and to even that moment, it just it hit me hard. I was like, whoa. And I was like, this got to be a joke. <laughs> I'm me. I'm going. I'm going home. Like, yeah. What yeah. is going on? And, and so I was more so hurt that I was going home because of the bond I built while I was, while I was there. Um, we became, we were total strangers, okay? Everybody was looking at everybody when they were coming in, you know, to, through the auditions, the hotel. We could only look at each other. We couldn't talk. Um, and we were just sizing everybody up. Okay, oh, yeah, he looks like he can do something. Oh, he looks like an athlete. Oh, she looks like an athlete. And um, when we all came together in that house, I mean, for that short amount of time, we became a family. Uh, because we all were there for the same reason. And we all missed our home. We all missed our family. And we all were for, there for each other during times where we were just, we didn't feel like going anymore. And so for me to go home was devastating to me because I had so much to do and to show. And I didn't think I could do it by myself if I went back home. So that it, it was, a, it was just, a, it, it, it hurt. It hurt tremendously when you go home. So you went home. The thing is, that, you know, like I would say, if people haven't taken a look and watched what you've done, but to me is extremely inspiring was, you know, a lot of times people get wrapped up in the show and it's exciting and then it's over and then they kind of go back to where they were. And the challenge is after the, the lights go away and kind of the whole notoriety fades a little bit, even if people will notice you and know who you are for quite some time, um, it's not unusual for people to kind of flip back into the way they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've also seen, besides how you do it from, from overall what you're doing with your exercising and eating and all that, also, it looks like, which is really smart, you and your wife are working out and working together, which is so critical. And that's a tough thing. I, I will tell you that um, I've seen that most of the people from the show that have partnered with either the person they were on the show with or family members, whatever, it can make a difference. So, so. Was your wife, in my particular case, my wife would put on a boatload of weight because of me. My daughter put on a boat. Like, I was the ringleader of, like, the person that caused everybody to get the balloon. Like, Same here. Same here. Yes. Yeah. Same here. You know, I, I say to people all the time, we don't have a childhood obesity problem. We have, an, you know, an adult obesity problem. It's really yes. the issue. And I was that person. So that, it was a case for you, too. You, what you were doing was really affecting your wife as well. Uh, yes, uh, same with same thing with same thing. You, well, same the, the thing you just said resonated with me because when before I got my wife, my wife was healthy. She she, she was in shape, and then because I was the big guy, I ate for two people, and I always wanted to eat out, and so she just was okay with it because she wanted to hang out with me, and yeah. um, we both just fell into a terrible habit, you know, 
of course, because of her genetics, she didn't put on so much weight. Um, but it just became something where I'm like, okay, I'm causing this. I, I see the problem. And so me coming back home, I said, okay, I can either sit on my butt, which for two days, for two or three days, I did. I took mm-hmm. Two or three days, I was just like, man, like, okay, I give up. I quit. And then my wife, my uh, my mom, my mother, my father-in-law, and my friends were like, no, you, you got to get going. Heck, even um, when I left, Steve, you know, Steve was like, dude, when you go home, you have to keep going and kick butt because everybody here knows Rob mm-hmm. is a competitor, mm-hmm. and they know that because just because you're going home, they got to they got to kick it up a notch here because mm-hmm. they don't know what's going to happen when you come back. Everybody's yeah. still gunning for you, so I took that, and my wife already with her juice business, and mm-hmm. with my drive, we put that together, and it just it's something just blossomed out of that. And it's beautiful what happened between both of us when it comes to our health. And her transformation is amazing on top of what mine is. She, she, she's gorgeous. Yeah. So her transformation is going to look 10 times better. I'm just a giant. So, you know, <laughs> I don't have the, 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 the great looks of her, you know. But uh, <laughs> but she 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 definitely um, she she kept me going. Um, she was my biggest support. Um, and to this day, she still is. And sometimes it gets on my nerves, you know. But, but you know, it is what it is. She'll be like, hey, uh. Did you measure that? I'm like, look, I've been doing this for six months, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I can eyeball some stuff now. I don't, you know, come on. Like, <laughs> it, is, you know. it, is, it is funny that she said that to you because it is true. You, you can, after a while, eyeball it. Yes. And you can. You really can. Yeah. And I will tell you the other thing, as you know, this is interesting to measuring things. Sometimes you actually, when you measure, you don't want to measure because you're thinking like, well, I'm not going to be able to get it. I can't eat as much. And in actuality, right. when you actually measure, it's like, you know, that's a decent like. I'd be bad. So right, you might right. want to, might want to, I know you might not want to, but you might want to listen to it because it is good advice. It does make a difference. Oh yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm gonna try that. I think I am gonna start doing that. Yeah, and congratulations on both of you guys. I mean, it, you know, when people ask me questions all the time about what can they do, you know, getting on the show or whatever, um, my point is whether it's your spouse or it's a friend or a teammate, like it's so much better. Like what you said, the camaraderie of everybody as the contestants on the show. It's so much better when you have other people in your life, and, yes. and you can be open and honest. And com- sometimes there are times where you're like, what you said, you came home, it's like you know, you, you kind of lose your mojo and you just kind of like just need some time to stop. But then yes. you need those people to remind you. you know, yes, Robert, you got to get your button here. Oh man, like, I mean, she helped me wake up at four. I had a schedule: four forty-five in the morning, and then five o'clock in the afternoon, so two a days, mm-hmm. and then on a Saturday and Sunday, one workout you know, in the mornings. And so I definitely had a schedule on top of working, on top of being a father, on top of being a husband <laughs> and, and doing community stuff. It's just, it was so much going on. Definitely helped me out. Definitely helped me out. So you sat for a couple of days and you moved. So um, Lynn has a question. She wanted to know, what's the first thing you did when you returned home after Vegas Thursday? Was it exercise or was it going through your fridge or pantry? Like, did you, like, you were on the show, but you came home. So to Liz, Lynn's point, like, what did you do when you first came home? The first, sitting around for a few days. But the first thing I did um, was go through my pantry and my refrigerator. Okay. Um, and that's and I tell everybody that's like that's the nucleus to all of this. Like that that I call that my Infinity Stones because like, I'm a big Marvel movie. You know, everybody thinks that you know having uh, like Thanos, he, he had the glove, but he needed the stones to control whatever he wanted to take over. So the stones is kind of like your, your nutrition, your diet plan. So, yeah, you can work out all day and, 
yeah. and work out for two or three hours, six hours a day. But if you don't, if your nutrition is crap, if you work out and say, okay, I'm gonna eat a burger, fries, drink a soda, and I'm saying you can't stop any of that, but you have to learn how to control that. So just if you don't have the right tools when it comes to nutrition, you're not going to be you're not you're not going to be successful in any kind of body fat loss at all. It's not going to work. And you're going and you're going to plateau, and then you're going to sit here and be like, oh, I give up. I can't lose weight. Where you can lose weight, it just takes a little bit of modifications. You just got to modify a little bit. That's all. So the first yeah. thing I did was hit the pantry and refrigerator. Now, you said you tried all different diets. Got it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I can totally understand that. So what is it you're doing now? What is it you're doing that's working for you? Um, I'm, 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 I'm not on a, any kind of diet right now. Okay. I'm actually... I'm, I'm actually I gotta put this. I don't eat processed foods. I don't mm-hmm. eat fast foods. And when I do have my high calorie meal, it's either a sushi, a sushi, a turkey burger with sweet potato fries, yeah. um, or I go to Dairy Queen, get me a little mini chocolate chip cookie dough. But I, I implement it into my calories. Okay. So I don't overeat. I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't go over my calories. I just make sure that I monitor what I'm putting in my body. And if I know I had ice cream the day before, then I know I need to wait on mm-hmm. that following week. You know. So I'm just. Just monitoring everything. So you're you're basically you're because I think a lot of people really don't get this. Like intermittent fasting is a whole bunch of reasons why intermittent fasting is actually good for your body in a lot of ways. All quote unquote diets or plans can work, but bottom line, still it's like a bank account. There's still for everybody some caloric reduction yes. that's going to happen. Yes. So it sounds like you you are no matter what it is you're doing, you're eating whole whole foods, not processed foods, but you are paying attention to your calories. Yes, and to, to talk about intermediate fasting real quick, I tried mm-hmm. intermediate fasting, and mm-hmm. I was t- I lost you there for a second. What did, what did you say, Robert? Uh, somebody was trying to call me. I'm sorry. Um, intermediate okay. fasting um, it, it is, is great, but if, if you don't really study the diet plan or study how to do the diet, People think because they fasted from, let's say, five the next day to eight or to 10. Right. Some people will fast to lunchtime. Then right. it's like, okay, from 12 to five, I'm going to eat like crazy and just, right. just, just shovel it. No, 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 no. Don't do that because I did that. Mm-hmm. And that's where my weight was going up because I was shoveling large portion of food, eating whatever I wanted to eat. Because so many people, even fitness influencers say, hey, yeah, I, you can eat me fast, eat whatever you want. No, 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 no. You, you can eat whatever you want, but it's, it still is, everything is calorie restriction. You still have to watch your calories. So that's all I want to say about that, because I experienced that myself. Yeah, no, that, that's great advice. And that is really, that's really important for people to remember. Now, the other thing that, that you know, you do a lot of lifting and power lifting. Um, I do more cardio than a lot of heavy lifting. I, I do. I tend to do a lot of legs because my legs are real strong. So for me, it's like I can get on the on the leg press and go like nuts because that's just the way I, I am. But, oh, okay. You know, I'm cool with that. But yeah. um, one of the things I do know whenever I do any heavy lifting, I get pretty hungry. So you got a lot of muscle on your body. Like, how are you managing? your mind and the muscle that you got to deal with. I mean, your, your body metabolically, because you're a big man, your, your yes. body's going to be calling for some food on you as well. You know, how, mm-hmm. how are you managing that when you're really lifting? Um, after I'm done working out, the first thing I do is I drink a post-workout shake. Okay. Um, my post-workout shake will have a high amount of carbohydrates in it already. 
And mm-hmm. so it'll keep me full, but I also know that because I just got done, I do hit training. So my hit training for an hour is intense. And yeah. after I'm done, because I burned 1,200 to 1,300 calories in that one hour, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like hungry. Like I'm like running to my car, like, okay, where am I going to shake at? I drink yeah. a shake and I have either uh, some beef jerky that's like ostrom or mm-hmm. I have um, some chicken breast or some fish next to it. Yeah. And um, some some spinach. So I'll have a meal and I have a post workout shake at the same time. Now that's only because I do it. That's because of hit day. If it's if it's weightlifting, I'll just go ahead and have a meal, yeah. um, and just have a post workout post workout meal ready at hand. So because here's the thing, I always tell people when you're done heavy lifting or, or lifting weights and it's very intense, you have to eat right after. That's a great window for your body to recover, to yeah. lose weight, and to build muscle. If you wait. After you talk to somebody for about an hour or two, you're mm-hmm. going to get even hungrier. And that's where that binge is going to take over. And yeah. so when you went from portion size, healthy meal to you not double the size and it might not be healthy because you're just looking for something to eat on the way home. So you always have that always meal prep and have what I call as an emergency kit, you know, protein shake, protein bars, beef jerky. So have something in your car so it prevents you from stopping at Taco Bell or McDonald's or the gas station looking for some snacks that are pretty high in sodium. So always have some food by you. Yeah. It sounds like you were you used to trap me because that's what I used to do. I got over four hundred thirty five pounds because I was like going to McDonald's and I'd go to you know Taco Bell. Then I'd be like, well I really was eating crap Michael Brooks on to donuts. So oh, like, I was like yeah. the, it was like on the a car buffet from one place to the next. <laughs> I mean I don't know if you ever were but I was a, I was a secret eater. Like I would eat all kinds of ridiculous stuff never in oh, front of yeah. anybody because i didn't want anybody to see me eating that way because i because if they saw me eating that way they would think i was fat yes i, I was fat but yeah. they would think i was fat and they so whenever i would eat it's like I was poison. my wife my wife would open our account i'm gonna say you stopped at mcdonald's mm. burger king i'm like huh <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what do you mean what are you talking about i, I, I don't know somebody hocked in our account <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's just because at nighttime, after going from the gym, nobody sees me. So, yeah, I, I could pull up a drive through and eat it, throw it away when I got home, throw it in the trash can next to the house and walk in. Nobody knew about it, yeah. you know. So it's just, oh, yeah, secret uh, sneaking food in was, was big for me, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you cooking at all or is your wife cooking or do you both cook or what do you do? Uh, we both cook, but she's the chef. I'm more of the oh. basic. Um, okay. so I, my, my morning is real simple. I have my one third cup of, uh, Kodak cake for my carb in the morning mm-hmm. and I have egg whites with spinach. Um, I don't eat cheese anymore. I used to eat a lot of cheese, not cheese anymore because it just, it messes with my stomach. Um, mm-hmm. and I put in some of the popcorn cheddar season on top of it to give that mm-hmm. cheese taste, That's um, great. spinach and I chop up some chicken and throw it in. I have, I have like a chicken egg white almond in the morning with the Kodak mm-hmm. cake. For lunch, I have fish, baked fish, or chicken with broccoli or spinach. Um, and for dinner, she's the one that becomes creative. She tries every kind of dish that she sees as ethnic. You know, just um, she might have a uh, masala or Indian mm. cuisine or yeah. some Chinese food that's, you know, from cauliflower rice. And she's mm-hmm. chopping up vegetables. So um, she's a chef. You know, she's, she's the cook. You know, I just do the basic stuff. That's great she's doing that because a couple things. One one thing that a lot of times people are challenged with is they we all tend to eat the same kinds of things all the time. And two yeah, things, two things happen that really don't help us. After a while, we get bored, so we get bored and we want something that's kind of fun and mm-hmm. 
because we'll sometimes veer off the other side. I also learned from one of the um, the biggest losers in nutritionists at one time that he said, and you would appreciate this from a muscle perspective. You know, if you if you work the same muscles in the same intensity all the time, you're really not causing them to tear and break down and rebuild and grow. Okay? It's, a, it's just the same. It, the body just used to that rhythm. Right. What they learn metabolically is that if you eat the same kinds of food all the time, the same thing happens, um, that actually it, it slows down your metabolism. And even when I had some blood tests on, um, I was eating too many eggs. His point was not too many eggs because of cholesterol or whatever. He said, it's too much of the same kind of protein. He said, eat mm -hmm. protein. So I think one of the things that it's good to have certain things you have all the time. Right. As you go forward, if you ever find that you kind of get stuck, you might want to have your wife maybe trick some things up a little bit. Because okay. Because the variety, it does make a difference. And that's not because I'm a doctor. It's like I've been around enough with, I've heard that from enough people that it is helpful to mix up different kinds of proteins, different kinds of vegetables, fruits, and all that. So that makes that, that makes sense. Um, because I know one one week I mixed up the chicken breast with like tuna fish. Mm. And my metabolism was like, it was like crazy. I'm like, whoa, you know, like it went from one to two. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. So it was, it was great. But I noticed when you change it up and you take something out and you replace it, your body, it's, it's kind of like shocking your body a little bit. Food -wise. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It's like the same, you know, when you talk about like a hit workout, it's shocking the body. Same time, I mean, a different way, not as severe as a hit workout, but. Right. Um, the other thing I was curious about, you know, from one of the big things a lot of people don't realize in Biggest Loser is the medical um, thing is amazing. I mean, they check you out, every part of you, which is incredible. The benefit of getting that level of medical strength, you know, checking out is incredible. And as it goes along, the other thing that um, I'm pretty sure you guys did, they did the whole body composition with you while you were there, didn't they? Did they do like an IDEXA or anything like that or not? No, they didn't do that there. Um, okay. They did, the biggest thing for me was the sleep study test. Mm, okay. Yeah, that was the and biggest thing for me. me oh my goodness, did I? Uh, it was it was bad. Um, Thirty. I stopped breathing 31 times each hour. That was, that was just 31 times each hour. That was just, oh my goodness. I couldn't believe that when she told me that. No, um, Robert, Robert, you're competitive, right? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to beat you in a bad way. This is a bad way. So uh, I had no issues with, I, didn't, I still don't have blood, high blood pressure, don't have high pressure. I never had any of that stuff. I was what the, what I called functionally fat. Like I was just functionally fat. I didn't have any medical issues at all. Wow. Except, except I had a severe heart arrhythmia caused by um, sleep apnea, which I had no idea, no symptoms, nothing. It freaked them out. They gave me medical clearance and I wear, wore like a, um, a heart monitor for like 42 days, scared the hell of me. I felt like I was wearing a bomb. I was stuff. I was like, oh, I thought I was going to blow up or something. So how many times did you stop breathing? I stopped breathing 31 times every hour. Okay. Mine's 88. Mine is <laughs> I should be dead, Robert. Now, here's the word. I'm going to tell you this because I'm going to give you a little something that I'm not proud of. The only one thing that I have done since Biggest Loser that I have sucked at has been being on CPAP consistently. On the show, I was so freaking compliant, 110%. And that's what really helped me lose. Like, I lost 181 pounds on the show because metabolically, it made a difference. 
I got yes. lazy post-show. I'm just going to tell you this because I got lazy post-show. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you, which you'll relate to as well, um, I got lazy because I don't have symptoms. I don't have anything that was like a, a sleep apnea symptom, okay? Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. What I do know is I'm basically, I'm damaging my heart. I'm French frying my brain. And as you and I talked before, my dad's 83. He has vascular dementia. Um, my dad has really bad, severe sleep apnea. And we pretty well figure that probably because it never was diagnosed maybe a few years ago, that's probably what causes stroke. So I have been very stupid. I'm just putting it out there where if there's one thing I've not done consistently has been doing that. And my dad now, like you mentioned, your dad has some challenges as well. I will, I only share that with you because I have been fortunate, but I've also seen it can be very detrimental metabolically to the best mental health side. So if you have sleep apnea, please wear your CPAP. And the reason why I'm outing myself with this is because I'm having to constantly remind myself, I'm sharing with people like, this is stupid, doesn't make sense, get a sleep test, and if you have a sleep test and you have sleep apnea, don't be like me, wear it. And so I started to wear it again. And I would tell you the same thing for yourself in the long run. You might be able to get away with it, but it's just dangerous. And you uh, yeah, I, wow. I mean, I'm still blown away. Uh, uh, 88 times. Uh, yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Like my, my, oh my goodness. So I'm, I'm still, I still wear it. Um, and the reason why I still wear it is because I haven't been cleared not to wear it. And so I just, I take it real serious because my dad, um, he has it really bad. Mm-hmm. And um, my results coming back from the show was, I was not even cutting, it was less than cutting half. I'm all the way down in like tens. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I was only lost 50 pounds. Now I'm down 104, so I can only imagine where it's at now. So I'll be getting tested um, at the end of the year again. But I don't, that's, that's, I, but the re- and here's the other thing I would tell you. So, you, how old are you again? I'm 33 years old. Okay, so you're half my age. I'm 62. What I learned was it wasn't as bad on the show. Five years later, I was on a talk out in Iowa, and I was at a medical center, and I happened to say to them, "Hey, instead of me going to the hotel tonight, let me just go and get a sleep test, you know, and we'll share it because I was on a thing with about sleep apnea with the doctors and technicians." So what had happened was I thought, hey, you know, I'd lost all this weight. I'm so much fit, more fit and healthy and all that. My numbers will go down. In your case, it sounds like it is, which is mm-hmm. great. That's perfect. And that's great. In my particular case, when I got the test, the number went up. And I'm like, why is this larger? And what happens is as you get older, you're, you're, you don't have the same elasticity. And you're, you're, it's like anything. Your skin's not the same. Your, your, your structure's not the same. So it's okay. important for people to know that like anything else, well-being is how you're eating, how you're hydrating, and, and all these things that we take for granted are really important. So the, the reason why I'm sharing it is mainly because my dad's had issues with his whole, he doesn't know who I am anymore because of his vascular dementia. You know, he's, he's strong every other way, but his brain's gotten fried from this. You're a young man, you've got a little guy, you've got a wife you love, and I'm, I'm finding for myself that to share with others what I've learned that I haven't been doing and outing it, it's helpful because if I can share with other people that sooner or later, there is a day of wrecking that happens. So I'm glad to hear that you, you're checking into it and stay with it. Yes, sir. The weight loss, in your case, it sounds like it's definitely making it worse. You may be able to eventually get off of it. 
And and you know what? A buddy of mine, he's he's a bodybuilder, and he's in great shape. And he and I didn't know he his sleep apnea worse than mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in great. He never been fat, never been unhealthy, but he yeah. he had sleep tests because he was having bad headaches when he woke up, and he was he stopped breathing almost like seventy two or something like that. Yeah. I'm like you. I was like, dude, you look at you, and I mean, you you like being carved out of stone. Like, what? You know, Robert. One of the reasons why that's especially with football guys is because it's their neck. It's it's it so much muscular to yeah. their neck. It's exactly yeah. a lot of people. So don't have to, you don't have to be overweight. You don't have to be fat. Um, I have two friends. One one of my friends is petite. She weighs ninety five pounds, and she has really bad sleep apnea. So you do not have to be overweight. And one the reason I bring it up is. Is probably one of the biggest undiagnosed things that actually is affecting people's metabolism. Yes, I, it is. I have done well post-show, and I've also kind of maintained myself in a particular range. And I know that part of what's been causing me to be in this range is I'm not using my my CPAP. And I can tell you what, it was just like it was a miracle. I just consistently kept dropping weight drop. But so it's sort of like I have to get my head back in that place and and share with people like. I use myself as a guinea pig with that, but but for you, I just wanted to share that with you again, because like you said, wow. your dad has issues and things like that, and you're yes, a young sir. man. And I just want to make sure that you know it is the working out great, eating great, but yeah, stay on top of the sleep apnea. It's, it's like a, it's and, and, and and look, this one thing I always tell you tell about one thing I told you last time we talked. That's one thing I like about you is that you're that you're transparent, and that's why I think people really will find change within within themselves when people are just transparent. I don't I don't have nothing to hide because if I can help somebody yeah. not make the same mistakes I made, yeah. that that's a win for me. Yeah. You know, so I greatly appreciate any advice and tips because that, that's awesome. I love that. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, no, it. No, you're very you're very welcome. And like I said, I think that's you know, it's not that you think it. I know that's one of the reasons you were chosen for the show because there's a lot of people that will have criticisms about biggest loser because you know whether they think it's fat shaming or making people. what i tell people all the time and you're a great example of this what the show really shows no matter where we were at no matter where we were physically no matter what our story was against all odds we were able to see that in a controlled environment i totally get it. it's a controlled environment but you can see that no matter where you're at something can be transformed and that can happen at home it doesn't have and you great you you did that you transform yourself at home, and you continue to do that. Yes. I think that's the thing that, that um, like what you said, why it's working is you, you're still out there. You're staying transparent. When any of us learning these challenges, it's when we don't feel good. We get a little bit depressed. We got a life incident that's happening that's not working for us. We go, we hide. You put on a 20, and then you start putting on the 30 to 40. Then you just like hiding out. So I think that, that the support from others, like you got that with your wife and with friends and family. Mm-hmm. You got it with all your alumni like in the show as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Robert, for you, you want to keep doing exactly what you're doing, which is you're, you're very generous and you're very open. You're very transparent and you're sharing with people. And, and that was one of the reasons why I was really excited to talk to you because like, I could see that in you the first time I saw you on the show, and then oh my god, the poor guy's going to go home. How's he going to be? Like, <laughs> it, it says a lot for your character that how you have been since that. So I just want to congratulate, congratulate you for that. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you. So you've gotten this far. Mm-hmm. You're a young man. You got a young family. 
um, you are doing what you're doing. What like one of the things the other another term I use sometimes is crossing the finish line. Like when you run a marathon or you're training or whatever, we always kind of have a direction of place. You don't really ever finish it. It's just like you cross that line and you feel really good about it. You go to something else. So with everything you've done so far, and and you you now know what the window looks like. Football's not as maybe you thought it was going to be. In, in where you're, yeah. You get that. You're going to still love it. And you're going to be passionate about it. But for you and the life that you have in front of you, what is, what's the finish line you're thinking about now that you're kind of sitting back and seeing what it feels like to feel great and to feel good and be, you know, in a family that's feeling better? What, what are some things that you're, you're seeing that you might want to do going forward? Um, going forward, number one, uh, I have a son and I want to see him. Uh, I want to see him be a bigger, better version than I was growing up. Mm. I want to see how it would look because he looks just like me. Mm. Um, but he he's lean. You know, he has my wife's genetics. I want I want to show him how living healthier and enjoying life um, would be uh, how it would be for him long term. Um, this generational thing when it comes to weight and food, I want him to stop it mm-hmm. and I want him to take control of that. And then I want to see uh, my goal, my life, my long term goal, my life mission is to see my son be the best he can be. So I'm going to focus on my child. I'm going to focus on my wife and make sure that she hits her goals. Um, and then my second thing, I'm going to help my community, uh, community. I'm helping people. I'm going to get involved with personal training, um, dietitian, um, and just help everybody understand that don't be afraid of the word uh, uh, nutrition or diet. I don't like using the word diet. I like right. using nutrition. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Do you see? Oh. Um, do you still see me? Nope. Oh, no. no. Are you, Robert, are you secret eating right now? No, I'm not. <laughs> what is going on? You know. It's I, okay. Don't, don't worry. I'm, try, I'm, I'm pushing the video thing and it's like I'm trying to get back on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is That's not okay. happening. That's um, okay. It's, it's it's like reality TV. It's real. There's no yeah, acting. Yeah, yeah, there's no acting at all. But it's like, man, uh, I guess so. What should I do now? Should I just? Lo- I mean, you can't see me now, now can you? Robert, Robert, I'm gonna um take you out of the stream and then hit the link again and try to link back in. Okay. Okay. No problem. So, Robert in the midst of what he is up to in the future, um, had a little technical difficulty, which is what's fun about live TV. And Robert and I, having been on a reality TV show, the great thing is when you're on a reality TV show, that really phases you because you have no clue what the hell is gonna happen and you just kind of wing it. So um, I think that's one of the things I, I like about being on a reality show and why I like this format, even being able to share this stuff live with people. Um, because how life works. We don't think it will hurt. There he is. He's back. <laughs> okay. Robert Richardson the second. Okay, I just figured this technology out. I put I put do not disturb on my phone. 
Wow, I just found that out. I know. That's so, fine. It was funny while you were out there. I just said to everybody, so the great thing about being on a reality show for both, you know, Robert and I. Uh oh, Robert, where'd you go? Oh, there you're back again. The great thing about being on a reality show is that, you know, you don't have to worry about being rehearsing anything. And you know what it is? It's a good metaphor for life because you don't get a second take. You know, you just you do it every single day. So yeah. No. Yeah, let's get back to where you're okay. So you were talking about your family, your son, you want to be an example for him. Um, and then you want mm -hmm. to move on. So go ahead. Uh, personal training um, yeah. is my second goal. I want to help people train. And my third goal is to honestly, uh, I want to open up some community facilities, um, local. What I mean by that, I want to focus on children first. Mm -hmm. um, some children are, especially during this time right now, is really reflecting to me. And it really hurts me to see um families that are struggling financially because of covid and some companies shutting down and my first thing my mind goes to about goes to children and so i want to find a way to help them uh still not just get education but learn different skill sets learn even technology and how they can utilize that for financing but for finances you know mm -hmm. help them become not just school driven but um business minded at a young age yeah. Because children are very smart, they're very oh, intelligent, um, they and they have a, they have a sponge of a brain. They want to learn, yeah. um, and so I want to help do something like that. And also, I want to do something for um, not just you know everybody does something for the homeless, give money, but I don't want to just give money. I want to give mm -hmm. them a place where they can get back on their feet, um, learn some skill trades, uh, have a place where they can shower, put on some clothes as donated. Um, given to them, given bicycles. So there's so many things I want to do, and that's why I fight every day to be to go to the next level of success. Um, not just a uh, 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 job or or right. you know becoming a trainer, but financially, where I become stronger financially, where I can help these organizations and start my own organization versus helping. I can write a ton of letters. You know, mm -hmm. I can write an email to somebody say, hey. Do you mind donating to this charity? Yeah. But I want to do it for myself. I want I want to help open up facilities for people that need help. That's my biggest thing. I'm all, I'm a, I'm always alignment at heart. So yeah. I I love to protect people and I love to help people. I'm big on that. So that's me. Now it's a, it's a, it's a great story, it's, and that's I think why I was really intrigued by your story. For myself, I've got a couple more years on this. So for me, my life mission has been pretty much whatever I can do to have people create a life that they love and to live it well. Kind of that, it's like a bubble that puts both of those things. And, and I just want to also mention to you, like I would love to always be somebody that you feel that you could always call me, check in with me. Definitely. In building businesses, um, branding, marketing, entrepreneurial things. Um, and what you're up to is exciting and what i love about it is there's nothing quite frankly robert you and i both know this there's nothing more boring than losing weight it's a boring thing. <laughs> like, you don't wake up like i can't wait to lose weight I can't, it's boring it's nobody no one likes to do it but no creating a life that you love supporting people that you love in your life you know i love the fact of what you're doing within your community I mean, more people like you can come and help where they live, the community where they live, we'll have a much better country, much better world anyway. So what you're gonna do is gonna expand beyond that community, but that, that's your lab, that's your place. It's, a, it's your testing ground that you can really test things out and, and, and build other people to join you on that journey. So just always know, um, I'm always a yes to being somebody that you can 
reach out to it and I look forward to supporting you. And, and I'll back transparency. You could ask me questions like, I have no clue. I don't know. Or I'll say, no, right. Robert, tell you what, I got some thoughts on here. You want me to tell you? Because I think you can tell I'm, I'm like you. I'm not shy either. So Right, exactly. Oh, but no. I love, I love that. That's, that's great. So um, where, where can people find you? What are the best places? And I'm sure that'll expand. But for now, like if we were, and we'll we'll post this, and there'll be some sure. Things. Where sure. do you think? Where do you want people to go to find where you are? Um, you can go on Instagram. I have two large platforms on Instagram. You can find me um, on Fit Rich, um, and then on Transformation Fit Nation. That's a community uh, fitness page. So that's where people can network. They can share their weight loss, share their weight gain, maintenance, whatever their story is. Because the beauty about Transformation for Nation. I changed the the face of it. What I mean by that, I changed it from just some fitness to mental health wellness. Nice. Um, that is the biggest thing. I used to think that me running eight miles, nine miles, pushing cars, pushing trucks, and that's big. You know, working out. Oh yeah, yeah get my body yeah. strong. Your body will quit on you if this mm. is not strong. This okay. will help you get through any challenge that you're facing in life. Right here. Now, I'm, I'm, I believe in God, I'm Christian, mm -hmm. I believe in faith, and that's one thing that is missing is that people are afraid to pray or just love on one another. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to ask somebody how they're doing or have a good day or speak and smile at somebody. You're not weak because you show love and, right. and, and, and sympathy for someone. People need that in dire times, right? They need it bad. They need a hug. I know you can't hug anybody, but show, 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 how, how you doing? What's going right. on? You need anything from me? Talk to me for a second. Because believe it or not, people want to talk to somebody and they want yeah. somebody to listen to them for a minute. And so um, I, I just really hope that everybody can understand that um, you can DM me. I, mm -hmm. I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. I'm not trying to, but I have a lot of DMs right now. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm so sure I'm tr you do. I'm trying to hit everybody as soon as possible. But if you have a question, if you need a vent, if you need to just say, hey, Rob, I need help mentally with this, please message me. Please do. I always respond to you. And you have a website too, right? Yes. My website is Robert Richardson the second with two eyes.com. Mm -hmm. okay. um, please go on there and uh, read, read about my story. Send me a message. Encourage. I need encouragement too. So send me an encouraging message at the bottom and just share it with your friends and family. You know, if anybody needs any tips, advice, or, um, has any has anything? Heck, I was I called a kid for his birthday and wished a happy birthday because he was a, a big fan of mine for the show and it, it blew him away. I was like, oh that's my gosh! <laughs> yeah, so it's just great. if you have somebody that has a birthday party and they they would love to hear from me or whatever, hey, message me. I have no problem with that. Have you also? Are you doing any speaking at all, or are you not? I I have um, a team that that's I'm part of that was a men's team that we're working on some things okay. for speaking engagements and once yeah. things are a phase I think phase three here yeah. we're gonna start traveling to different yeah. areas churches and community service but yeah if you have any speaking engagements you would like me to be at and um, certain topics you want me to cover please have don't hesitate to message me or email me and uh, we definitely can talk and get that going my mom handles all that so she helps oh, me great. out. Big. Big time help. Oh my goodness. So That's I love great. it. You got, you got Team Robert. Yeah, well, see, see, my mom, she, she lost 100, almost, I think she lost 110 pounds. Oh, yeah, my mom is fit and slim and trim. Nice. And, oh, yeah. So it's a family affair. So that's, oh, yeah. that's the oh. best, that's the best thing you can do. And, and oh, yeah.
So oh, yeah. there's one last, somebody has a question. We'll, we'll end this, this uh, interview on this question. Somebody wants to know, Mark wants to know, do you stop eating at a certain time at night or before you go to bed? That's a big one for many people, like the whole eating at night. So what's your, what's your deal with that, Robert? Well, okay. So I'm, I'm not a dietitian, of course, but my tip is this. If you're hungry at night, find some fruit or find mm -hmm. a, some, some, some low fat, some low fat to no fat yogurt. And what I do is if I get hungry at nighttime, uh, if I'm watching a movie with my wife, I'll get some, some yogurt, Greek yogurt. I'll put some, some berries in there, some strawberries, chocolate strawberries, and mm -hmm. some cinnamon, and I'll just eat it. You know, it's fruit, and it, 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 it's, it's not high in fats. The, right. key, the key for me is, is watching your fat content. So mm -hmm. going before bed, make sure nothing's high in fat or starchy, and that's my tip. Yeah. Because when you lose a ton of weight, your body, your, your fat cells are looking for you mm -hmm. to eat a ton of fat to get the feed of fat cells. So yeah. just don't be afraid. If you get hungry at night, find a shake, find some fruit, find a yogurt, and hey, eat it. So Robert, I want to thank you for your generosity for being here today. I also um, look forward to, in the future, coming back and checking into, I'm really curious to see what I can tell you're going to be doing. You're already doing it. I want to share with people what you're up to in how you're continuing to support your family and your friends and their success on the wellness journey. And this whole thing with your transformation fit nation. Um, I'd love to be able to see what you're doing from a community perspective because um, the more people that can hear what you're doing where you are, then yes. you can have some more people following that wherever it is they are. So yes. um, what you've shared, I want to thank you because it's not only your personal story, it's a family story, it's a community story, and I think the more that we have more people moving beyond just themselves, we'll all be a lot better for it. So uh, until we get well, to talk again. Yes. Um, thank, thank you again for having me on the show, and I can't wait to talk to you more and to pick your brain off the show and uh, exactly. see where I can take this next step as well. So uh, also happy June 19th, I would say. Yeah. June, Juneteenth. Happy night, Juneteenth. June you know, yeah. I would say that. So just thank you for that. And uh Again, I, I, I'm honored to be on here and talk to you, and thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, Robert. Till we talk again. All right.